I was talking about this with Kate, with Beyonce. Like, I was like, what's she's her so real? underrated. <laughs> it's like, what's her real name? But then I realized it is Beyonce. Like, can you imagine Beyonce like knows. naming your kid like Beyonce and then they become so famous that like that name, name is no longer <laughs> like available to people to name their kid because yeah. it's like you're not named Beyonce. Yeah. That's right. crazy. Same with LeBron. Yeah. LeJean Brames. All right. It's a crime fighting beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Justice beaver. <laughs> All right. All right. Podcast presented by the Brotherly League Game. I'm AJ here with it's me, Luke. It's August 28th. <laughs> this is episode number 31. Um, number 31 has been worn by four guys in Union history. Most recently, the Carlos Miguel Coronel. And so he's going to be who this episode is named after. Before him, a few years ago, was Jeff Park, one of my favorite Union players from back in the day. AJ has his jersey. I have his jersey, but. It's a DC jersey. <laughs> DC uh, United version of gift from a buddy. Um, but I like him. Uh, Chase Harrison. Oh, Jeff's, Jeff's retired. Uh, Chase Harrison, former backup keeper, also retired. And then, interestingly, Christian Hernandez, also wore 31, who's now with Philadelphia Fury. And he made a little bit of union news recently. Um, Tannenwald was at a press conference for the Fury. And... They're just kind of hyping up the fact that they're the Philadelphia soccer team that's in the city for people to root for. And, uh, yeah, so Christian Hernandez is playing with them. So good luck to the Fury. Uh, In this episode, we're going to recap the D.C. United game. We won 3-1, obviously. That's pretty much going to take up the first half. Then the second half of the episode is pretty much all going to be about the game of games, the biggest one of the season, Um, Atlanta United coming to town. We watched the U.S. Open Cup last night, took some notes, think think we have some keys to beating them. We got it figured out. We got it. Don't worry. Um, so, Jim, uh, just stay tuned to the second half of the episode. We'll give you all the secrets to beating them. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty much going to be the, the episode. Pretty much yep. it's D.C. and Atlanta. Yep. yep. Probably Atlanta is going to be the biggest segment because that's, uh, that's huge. So. Yeah. We've never talked so much about a game before a game happens. So. Yeah. We're excited. We're excited. Or out of material. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so... We never had material. (laughs) (laughs) DC United comes to town. We beat them 3-1. No surprise. Me and Luke each predicted 3-0. So we were were just about on. Um, I was at the game with my dad and the good folks at Independence Blue Cross. Our friend Chris Rathke got to do the first kick, so that was cool watching him do that. Uh, He was pretty drunk when he did it, but he he was pretty (laughs) confident in himself. Uh, so shout out to Chris. Well done. You made it look easy. RJ Allen said that was one of the best passes he's received on the union field during game day. So I believe it. <laughs> um, uh, so then I got to hang out with IBX people. It was pretty awesome. Had a nice little spread for us up there. Uh, and then, yeah, alumni night. Uh, I'll go through all that. But yeah. Luke, how did you watch the game? So I, so like, like we, uh, maybe we, we don't always say, it, but we, we live in Virginia. So just to <laughs> get that across. So I had a watch on Flow Sports. I didn't realize this till about 7.31, and the game was at 7.30, that uh, the game would be blacked out for us because it's a DC game, and we're in the DC market. So I had to scramble, grab my laptop, and make a Flow Sports account, 
which actually it took like a minute. It was a very easy like onboarding and flow sports literally gave me no problems at all. So th- I know there's a lot of drama with flow sports early in the season, but it seems like they haven't figured out by now. And it was, it was fine. I dodged a bullet and was able to actually watch the game. Still hoping that other teams don't hop on flow sports. ESPN plus is still right. Yeah. So, so ideal. Um, so, so let's talk about the DC game. Let's start off with seeing a different lineup. We had some surprises in the lineup. Yep. Uh, four, two, three, one. And McKenzie got the start at left center back. That was the biggest surprise. Yeah. I, I think we welcome it, though. Oh, yeah. It was I great. think everyone everyone likes McKenzie. Happy to see him. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, he's playing left center back with a, rather than right center back. Right, right. You're not, you're not taking Jack Elliott out at this point. Of course. Um, Aronson got inserted into the lineup. Clearly a good call. And El Senior got the start. Right. Yeah. 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 He got the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Course, I'm yeah. Next week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, El Sino, Montero, Aronson, Bedoya, Madunian, yeah. Casper up top. Yeah. So yeah, really the Aronson. And McKenzie. we were, everyone saw the lineup before the game started and we're like, oh crap, what <laughs> is this? What's going to happen? Turns out Curtin nailed it. Yeah, I feel like this is not the first time that we've talked about Curtin knowing his team better than the rest of us. Feel like it's yeah. it's crazy. It's really weird that we would thought. think <laughs> it's like he's around them twenty four seven, and it's his job yeah, to know so. them. In. Okay, Jim, you got us. You got <laughs> you us again. <laughs> you got us again for about the twentieth time this year. You made the right calls with your team. Yeah, because we start start of the game. We that that first half was the best first half we've had all season. That Jim Curran said that. So it's not just our hyperboles. He, they really played an incredible first half. Yeah, the way they were moving the ball, it was just like every pass was crisp to the player's foot. First touch was good in space. They were just making runs off the ball to find open spaces and setting up triangles from the back to the front. It was so awesome to watch, really fun to watch. It was surprising that it wasn't more than 3-0. Yeah. Because we had other chances. We had a PK. It should have been a PK call for, for Aronson. Oh, yeah. And like 3-0 was... Uh, almost underwhelming result just because of how well we played in that. I'm uh, not underwhelming, but like we could have had a, a better score going to the half. And that's insane because three zero is an incredible half. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. I was just thinking about the game. I forgot to say my dad was We're there talking about the game. So that's good. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, Hey dad, I forgot to mention that you were at the game too. And I was watching with you too. So you said that I think did I? Yeah. No, I said Chris anyway. <laughs> um, so Casper gets the first goal. A uh, little interchange down the left side. Between Aronson and Wagner, Wagner yeah. plays in a good ball, and Casper just. And that's that's one of the, the things that we we wanted to see more from Wagner. Mm-hmm. These crosses to set up dangerous goals, and he he nailed it. Yeah, Casper doing Casper things, getting his foot on the ball before the defender, really outstretched, really just guys leg out further out right. than the defender and beat him, and just a nice touch. Um, you said you wanted to talk about Casper. Oh. We, yeah, so I guess we can do that right now. Uh, we I, don't have to. Oh, no, yeah, we can. I, I don't know if you want to go through the rest of the goals and everything, but I think Casper is so underrated right now. Because, I, mean, I mean, obviously he had an incredible game this against DC. Best, best player on the field by far, in my opinion. And I think he's, he's a striker we've been, wanting, we've been waiting for. And I know it's like, it's like if, he, if he was maybe a U.S. international or a guy know, we knew vaguely even coming into the, the union, 
I think he would be uh, a fan. Like he's already a fan favorite, but I think he would be way more recognized by the team, what by media, by media outside of the union. I think he's he's the guy. I think he's the guy we need because he's he was working his butt off. He's he's scoring the kind of goals we need a, a striker to score because he's just a straight up finisher. And I think he's like if he signs a couple years with this team. He could be like the next. Not he's not lit too, but he could be like the next. Le- legendary. <laughs> maybe no. I mean, like he could be the next like Union legend of a striker. Because we really are only like Union legend strikers are Latou, maybe Sapong, McInerney mm-hmm. for half a season, but Casper could be that that guy. And just because he's not a flashy name, I think that's the reason why he he's been kind of under the radar but i think he's really seriously like a, a incredible striker and, and we we should probably lock him down soon because he could be a guy we could lean on for a couple years interesting yeah like i like that i like that um and, and just to go a little bit further like further. he's a uh, the best striker in the world yeah no but like even like off the field he's so likable like he like his little his post-game press conference mm-hmm. he he, I, he like so like three points one great i love it i just i walked off it was like a three-second uh, interview, and and he does like the the, the little hot dog, uh, social media videos. <laughs> like he he's just a guy that like wants to be a part of this team. He he like was doing modeling union hats before he even like played a game with the union. Like he's just a guy that wants to be a part of this team, and he's showing every time he steps on the field that he wants to be the the, the union striker. So right now he's uh one two three four five six. In the goal scoring in the league, here are the people in front of him, and I'll name the one behind him. Carlos Vela, awesome. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, never heard of him. Joseph Martinez, awesome. Diego Rossi, awesome. Eber, pretty good. Yeah. And then Casper. That's some really good company to be in. Behind him, Wayne Rooney. Nut job. <laughs> <laughs> and you had mentioned, if, if, and you brought up a good point. So if he was an American, where would he stand? He'd be the top American goal scorer in the league right now, who uh, currently is Zardes with 11 and uh, Wando with 11. Um, so, yeah, if he, w- if he was American, that'd be, yeah, he'd probably be getting a call up to the next uh, camp. So uh, that's a cool, cool little. I don't know. Yeah, I just felt like we just like he's just thought. this guy that just goes under the radar because mm-hmm. he's maybe not as flashy player, too. He, he, but he's just putting away all these goals, and he's exact exact the player we need. Mm-hmm. So it's it, and even in like a four four two or four two three one, he shows that he can play in any of those play with any player, any other player on the field. It's he's just I don't know. I'm really enjoying him. He's becoming one of my favorite players. So just wanted to go on a little rant. Cool, nice, yeah. We we've definitely built the team in a in a good way where we spent a lot of money in our midfield and we've kind of filled in places around the midfield with skilled players, but not necessarily most expensive players. Right, Casper's definitely not going to be the guy who you have to go and spend three million dollars on or something but he's a you know like a gam tam something level player sure. and he's he's producing at a very high level again those guys who i mentioned before um they cost a lot more money than casper and that's that's for sure mm-hmm. um so yeah team's done well they, they definitely are getting their money's worth with him and he he's proven his worth so Luke wants to lock him up for a long time. I, I don't know. I think he's worth it. I think he's proving that he's he's a striker that we could uh, we could use. So right on. Uh, cool. Let's go. Let's just you know talk. Maybe go through a couple other points in the game and then move on to other stuff. You but just want to talk about Atlanta? I, I just can't wait. I can't uh, wait, man. <laughs> it's uh, uh, 
So not only did Casper score a goal, but he set up the second goal that Aaron's in with with a sweet little move, and then it was like an outside of the right foot pass uh-huh. to Aronson. Aronson received the ball. Such a sweet little turn. And then this is the point where I would have pooped my pants. Um, I turn with the ball, no defenders in front of me, and I just see me and Bill Hamid, a goal yeah. behind him. Right. And he just smoothly used his left foot, played it right by Hamid, and it was just so calm, cool, collected, yeah. as they say. It's just... Really smooth finish. Had I received that ball, one, I wouldn't have had the turn, but right. magically, if I did, I would have like just blasted it right at Hamid, or I would have happily put it wide and taken a goal kick. <laughs> I got in position and played my defense. <laughs> so I, I just love that goal. It was so yeah. smooth. Just and, and we have seen Aronson make that turn uh, like a good amount this season, but in that position and to finish off the play, that it was just great. Mm-hmm. We, even, we, we were wanting him to work on his more finishing. finishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he... And he he did perfectly. Yeah, he said he's been putting in extra time working on his uh, finishing. He knows that's an area where he's needed to improve. So great to see him get that goal. Hopefully he gets another one this upcoming week against the team who he opened his goal-scoring account with. Yeah. Um, Aaron also was listed as one of the top five snubs on the most recent U.S. men's national team roster. That's crazy. Yeah, he's got a big old picture right on the front page of MLSsoccer.com right now. By the time you're listening to this, you might need to scroll down a little bit, but it was cool seeing him as as one of the top five snubs. Yeah, so it cool. shows his his worth this year, too. So Casper right. showing his worth. Aronson showing his worth. Neither of those guys are big money players. Right. And then a third guy showing his worth got the third goal. Skill he, and he is money. He is money. Yeah. He is just the definition of money. Yeah. And we and that was another one we were skeptical of seeing him starting because we mm-hmm. we never see El Cino or never think El Cino should be a starter. But he played a great game. He did. Yeah. He, he definitely kind of had to hold back a little bit. He couldn't go right, full, he paced himself full a little better, El Cino yeah. the entire entire yeah. game. But he yeah, he, he picked his moments and again received the ball from Casper at the top of the box, did a little El Cino thing to beat the defender, and then played the ball underneath Hamid. Yeah. Again, just a smooth finish. And now we're up three nothing. You know, half an hour into the game. Pretty much wrapped up. Drink your beer, be jolly. It was great. Yeah. I was I was exciting. Uh, getting into the second into the half, I was hoping maybe we get another like Six one five one victory like like the past UC game or the New England game, but it didn't turn into that. But it was fine. Yeah, so we go into the half. It's three nothing. Um, and then you come out. We gave up a goal. It was a soft goal. Yeah, Acosta just kind of dribbled, went so, through Jack's legs. Yeah, and some sloppy defense. Definitely sloppy. Uh, we gave up another decent chance, but Blake Blake made a save. Mm-hmm. It was America. I'll take a shot. Uh, it looked like it could have been a goal, but yeah. If you're a team that goes into the half three nothing, you're not exactly needing to come out guns a blazing. Right. Like, like I know some people are kind of down on the second half, but there wasn't really. I, know, I mean, no, no one had a doubt that we were going to win that game. Right. And even part, even when Acosta scored, and he, and even if they put away the second one, I, I, I maybe that would change things. But like, I, I never really had a doubt in this about this game. Part of me wanted DC to score a second just to like get their hopes up. Uh huh. Just then we would turn it on again and crush them right because i felt like we never really had to turn it on in that second half and yeah we, i know some people are kind of like oh the second half we sucked so like we're we're still in our postseason slide like we're still not a good team but you're up you're up three nothing that like, was it was pr- professional like second half yeah just, like, just, just chill relax yeah. ride this game out ride out that 45 minutes don't get in any trouble <coughs> but doya uh no injuries so no injuries yeah yep definitely no injuries so 
Yeah, we yeah three nothing uh, three three one win. I mean, no one can complain. I'll take it. Yeah. You got a note in here about Madunian. How'd you think he played? I think yeah, he just had just some incredible passing the whole game. I I know Curtin noted this too. He said he was like world class passing. That's what he he called it. Um, and yeah, it, it was great. I mean, like we're, that's where we're kind of used to. Sometimes we that goes unnoticed just because we're so used to ca- Madunian hitting those those perfect balls. But um, I just think this game he he was able to pick out every pass he wanted, short, long, whatever, it didn't matter. He's been so impressive this season. Obviously, defensively, he's got his shortcomings, and we all know that, but just think about the season he's had. He's been so involved. The team would not be where they are without him. He just controls everything. He's played every minute, right? Yeah, he hasn't come and out. And he's like 33, 32. I don't, he's old. Yeah, so I mean, I, he's probably older than me, and I've already retired from MLS. <laughs> um but unless someone drafts me next year, then I'll come out of retirement. Uh, yeah, so every minute, it doesn't seem to be, like, slowing down. Never really worried about his health. I, I feel like he's just yeah, not a guy. And granted, he's not making tackles to get hurt. So right. that's he's not going. He's not going full stride, really. Yeah. Too much. Maybe <laughs> a couple, like, short spurts when he needs to. But, yeah. Yeah, he does well. Um, another guy who was definitely solid was our homegrown Mark McKenzie. Yeah. And kind of going back to the homegrown, people are kind of getting on the team because, yeah, we hype up these homegrowns and then take out trusty Aaronson will play a while. And so we don't have any homegrowns on the field. A week later, we start two. We have this performance. Like, yeah. So, again, everybody yeah. kind, of, kind of chill. I yeah. guess that's my thing. Like I, I think that's something we do like in, in, like, in sports in general. We, we, we just like put everything under a microscope. And, and then, then blow like, it up. Yeah, but then it's like it's like this is a team. There's there's a, a lot of guys on this team. We we have a very deep team this year, so they're gonna cycle in and out. Some guys aren't gonna play for well. Some guys they'll they'll get their chance maybe a couple of games later. And this is kind of what's happening. And, and Curtin is playing this this balance perfectly. It feels like right. And and you'd be crazy to think that a homegrown player, homegrown kid, is gonna play thirty four games. Like and I mean, I no one plays thirty four games. Trusty did last last year. Well, Trusty did last year. <laughs> But you yeah. can't expect it. You no, can't expect I, it. I don't expect. And I don't think he needed to last year. Like I think, like th- this year is a different I, I think where, he, Yeah, I think where he like, showed. He definitely showed some rust down the end. Yeah, like and if it, and if his performance dips, we have other guys that can step mm-hmm. up, and that's what we what a team should have. What what a team should do is is rotate some of these guys when they need it. Yeah, so it's good to see homegrown's getting in, proving their worths, showing everyone that yeah, it's okay to take a rest. And Aaronson. Even uh, talked about after the game that he knew that he wasn't playing well and he needed a rest. He he understood that he was benched because he wasn't doing his best. And mm-hmm. so he talked about how good it felt to get back into the game and play at the level where he knows he can play. Right. So that was cool. And it's yeah, and it's uh, they're professionals. They have to understand that they're you know, yeah. the, the best performance is going to get the reward. So so if Collins playing better than the homegrowns, let him play. Yeah, and then. And if he's not, then take him out. And that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, it's it's all seems very logical this yeah. year, and it's it's nice. Definitely, definitely. Union best, Union worst. Who was your best player? Oh, alumni night. Oh yeah. Well, any, any, you you got to see them pretty so, close close up. Yeah, halftime. I I kind of ran around and I ran around the whole game, but um, <laughs> so I ran. And down. you didn't have a seat. I didn't have a seat, <laughs> and my dad and uncle went to this two seats we had and took them and I didn't have any. So I just kind of ran around. Uh, so it was, it was, that was fun. Um, but 
during halftime, I got to see the alumni nice and close. Uh, everyone's coming out in their jeans and their union jerseys. And then I thought it was funny that Brian Carroll came out in khakis. It's just a classic yeah. Carroll move. He doesn't have jeans. He's, <laughs> he's a khaki guy. Yeah. Um, and he just started shouting financial advice out into the crowd. <laughs> he just started talking about 401ks. Um, didn't even have a microphone. He just, yeah. Um, then former union players uh, got on the big screen and, you know, said, hey, what's up to everyone? So it was a cool, cool moment. It was neat seeing all the players. They all seemed pretty happy to be seeing each other. Uh, Tony Stahl, it was, it was just... I was thinking, if you were wearing your Union jersey, if you were wearing jeans, if you just ran out there, said you were Tony Stahl, uh, I, no one would have known. <laughs> That's pretty true. <laughs> Yo, security, I'm Tony Stahl. <laughs> like, you, oh. you're the same age. Like, yeah. you know, like... I could be Tony Stahl. Almost the same body type. I feel like you could ju- jump out there and be like him, JT Noon. No one knows who those yeah. guys look like. You could jump in there. That's true. I That's thought I thought you would, you would maybe pull something like that, but uh, you know if what? If you had uh, the guts, yeah, I don't, I don't. <laughs> um, so yeah, alumni night that was cool. Uh, can't wait till the next one, whenever that will be. Hopefully they do this every year. Or is that too much to do it every no, year? I feel like it'd be like every I every ten. I was even gonna say maybe five. Every five. Yeah. Okay. But it, yeah, it seemed like it was cool. They every, the, the organization did it all real well and. You know, it was, it was cool. Well maybe done. maybe next year we should set up our own. Just like randomly message people and see if they'll come to the game all together at the same night, <laughs> and then not tell them, and that's like a surprise. Like Danny Cave's like, "Yo, Brian Carroll, you're here," and Latou's like, "Yo, you're here too," and they're all like, "Who are the Doopy Brothers? <laughs> Who messaged us? <laughs> Does anyone recognize them?" I'll be like, "Ah, oh, we're in Virginia, we couldn't make it," <laughs> <laughs> and I'll walk up and say, "Hey, I'm Tony Stahl." <laughs> like, "Yo, Tony." <laughs> And That's Tony right. Stahl will walk up and I'll say, who's this guy? Let's get him. Union best. <laughs> union worst. Luke, who was your union best on the Smooth night? Smooth transition. I uh, think you already said it. Yeah, I, I can't it. not say Casper after what I've said. Um, yeah, he just, I mean, he had a great game. He was he was working the defenders. Yeah, we know. Shifting we know. them you all back. And he, I love, I'm in love with them. Yeah. <laughs> Luke's in love with <laughs> Casper now. Um, did you see his little team of the week Star Wars thing? Oh yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, man, that that union social media team is quick because that like it was the social or the Star Wars trailer came out like that same day. Yeah, I can't believe Star Wars stole it from the union <laughs> Twitter. They took the double lightsaber thing. Yeah, I was man because I saw it first on the union Twitter. Yeah, then I was like, oh, well, that's a cool move. And yeah. then I watched the Star Wars thing and they they took it. So man, JJ Abrams, he's a big fan. Big fan, big fan of Casper, just like Luke. You guys yep. can fight it out. I can take him. My union best, I'll go with Mark McKenzie. He was just so solid. Never really worried. I look forward to hopefully seeing more of him. Um, yeah, I was really just happy to see him on the field and playing well. No mistakes, no questionable tackles in the box, which I feel like we've seen a couple times this year with other other teams that he's been on. So just solid, good performance. Happy he got the start. Nice. Do you have a union worst? Um, I didn't really, so I was just going to say Ray by default. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I guess he was he was a, a little <laughs> bit at fault so with the goal. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> just by default, he's always going to become. I didn't. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. trying to think of other, any other. Everyone the only had a other, solid game. Yeah, the only person I was gonna I had on was Jack, just because on the goal he looked silly. Yeah, he, he definitely could have cleaned that up too. But it was initially Ray, so I I went with that. <laughs> nice, but <laughs> but yeah, Costa really uh, Montero didn't make a good tackle. I think I think it was Montero, and then Ray didn't cover, and then yeah, the ball kind of bounced through. Elliot's legs, then it was played 
by Blake and Wagner didn't slide early enough. McKenzie didn't slide. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. all 19 of those guys I just named are the worst in a 3-1 win. All right. Anything else you want to talk about with DC? Anything else you want to talk about your love for Casper? Uh, I'm just going to shout out. He had an Audi player index of 1,013. 1,013? Yeah. What's that out of? 10? <laughs> 1 yep. through 10. Well, the next best player ha- was El Senior, it looks like, and he had s- 690. So I'm just wow. going to let you know. Wow. Almost I'm on to something. You're on to something. You're, you're, you're a gold digger, man. It looks like Ray didn't even register on the Audi player index. <laughs> so. <laughs> How do just stop? Oh, no, now there he is, negative 28. <laughs> <laughs> is that his jersey number? Yeah. Well, that's special. That is special. Not yeah. everyone can do that. Yeah. Um, cool. Oh, but did you know if you click on it, they give you like, more stats? Oh, no. For like, he had negative <laughs> 135 because he, he lost three challenges. Wow. How do you player index? It's fascinating. I don't get it at all, but it's okay. so fascinating. But they'll tell you how you don't get it. Yep. That's pretty funny. Yeah. All right, man. What cool. You, what do you know? I'm I'm sincerely glad that you brought that up because <laughs> I didn't know about that and I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, We're going to have a whole Audi player index episode one day and it's going to be the worst. You know, we should we should do that in the off season. Let's get yeah. someone from Audi. I'll go to when the no dealer- one's listening. I'll go to the dealership and ask the <laughs> salesman to come on over for the podcast. It's so funny. Um. Okay, guys, that's uh, enough of that. We're going to take a break. Then after the break, we're going to preview the Atlanta game. We've got a lot to talk about with that. Uh, I mean, we think we do. Yeah, we definitely so, do. We definitely do. So come back after this. Thanks. Hey, guys, Stupid Brothers back. Uh, podcast about the Philadelphia Union brought to you by the Brotherly Game. AJ and Luke here. We're going to preview the biggest game of... Philadelphia Union regular season history. I think it is That's pretty pretty easy call. I think. Yeah. So Atlanta coming to town. If you're in town, be at this game. I don't have to tell you, but yeah. you got to be there. We got to get this team hyped up. They they got to come out ready. Um, there, so I, there's never been a a regular season game where we're one and two this late in the season with this much on the line and and at it, home. Yeah, at home. It's it's just gonna be amazing. It's gonna be one of the like, I know there's LAFC right afterwards, which is going to be another huge game, but this one has way more implication for our season based on, like, standings and everything. So it's, like, obviously. So it's it's just huge. We're, we're super excited. So we're going to get right into uh, uh, our preview of it. So last night, Atlanta went into the Open Cup final, played it at home. Um, so they are coming off a midweek game and a big midweek game. Yep. They did beat Minnesota 2-1, so... We're hoping they have a little bit of a home open cup hangover. Yeah. I'm hoping they go on uh, a U.S. Uh, women's national team type bender and just, you know, a couple <laughs> of days just really go at it. And they might. They just <laughs> go to might. the SPs, just the whole thing. Have a parade <laughs> in New York. Just, you know. So but I turned on this game. And I was about four minutes late. So four minutes in. And immediately their skill was evident. It was just... They're playing the ball quick. They're doing, like, back heels to each other. They're just flying up the field at Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota were just on their heels the whole first half. It was like. just the Union cannot afford to not be ready for this game because Atlanta plays fast. And every time Minnesota got the ball and you thought they would have possession for a little bit, it was just like they were swarmed by right. Atlanta guys. It was really crazy impressive at the difference in level between – the two teams in the first half. 
Um, so the press, we got to like coming out of the back, we got to be clean with the ball, good touches, and we got to play it to our guys in space. We can't, we cannot put ourselves in bad positions. Um, and then defensively, they're going to counter quick. They are like two, three passes up the wing through the middle, and they're looking for a ball behind the back. Our outside backs uh, are going to have to stay tight to our center backs, not give those passing lanes and allow the space behind them. It's 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 going to be intense. This is going to be an intense it's gonna battle. Be yeah, already, yeah. already, I'm like, oh, this is going crazy. I'm nervous already. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be a, a long week waiting up for this one. So to, to, to own your point, I feel like, Part of what makes uh, Atlanta so dangerous is their defense is so. It, it's so, it's one of the best defenses in the league, and and they have like you said they have this swarming defense where once Minnesota like going back to the opening up game once Minnesota had the ball like even close to their own half, it felt like Atlanta had a guy on the ball had a guy behind him kind of shadowing the the player and like and they just had all the passing lanes cut off like immediately like right right when Minnesota was trying to build a possession and they were just able to execute their defensive position so easily. And I feel like if we try to be a little complacent or, um, I don't know, just kind of maybe conservative out of the back, I feel like Atlanta can just kind of jump on us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just kill us. So I feel like one of the biggest, really the main point of this is we have to be fearless. We have to be aggressive and we have to, step up because then I feel like that's even how we had had success in our first game at Atlanta when we were playing in Atlanta we played fearlessly we we really tried to attack we didn't try to bunker and kind of just pray for a tie or misses from Atlanta we we kind of stepped on the front foot and and being that this is this game was at home coming up we should we should be even further onto 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 the uh onto the gas you know be even more be, be trying to be even more aggressive and really uh, just try to take it to Atlanta with on the ball and defensively just attack them. Yeah. One thing we definitely did in the first game that we needed to do again is limit their skill players. So we've been really good at, um, so the first game it was like pity Martinez, um, Barco, Barco, those guys in the middle, just kind of trying to keep them contained. Uh, last night, all those guys started. So thankfully they started Barco, Nagby, Martinez, Maram. Martin, uh, other Martinez. Uh, so I, maybe, maybe some will get a rest, but if not, uh, I mean, Nagby, he can break lines. Barco, he can play a crafty pass. Martinez, uh, Pity Martinez is really crafty on the ball. We're going to have to watch him. I, and, and if anything goes into the box, Joseph is, is a threat. So, right. I feel like the biggest or maybe the best way to, uh, try to mitigate that that those attacking uh possessions from uh, from Atlanta is try to pin back those win backs because they play with they kind of have Gressel and Miram as playing as win backs basically and they have they kind of usually have a three back line and if we were a, if we're able to keep them back and keep them in check and cut off their their uh distribution as much as we can I feel like that's the best way to to cut to cut off Atlanta's offense because that's where it starts and once they get those guys get the ball into Pity and Barco and then once it's, once it gets to Joseph it's basically done like he he'll just finish everything but if we can cut off Gressel and, and Merrim's distribution and keep them back as much as possible 
I feel like that's the best way to uh, to kind of keep Atlanta in check. So Harris isn't known to be like the greatest tackler, and I mean uh, he's more known to be like the worst tackler, and rightfully so. Uh, but where I think he's going to be real valuable in this game is just cutting off passing lanes, reading spaces, trying to get between, you know, where they want to play the ball between our center back and an outside back and trying to stand in that space and cutting off that lane because they kept trying to, they play the ball outside and then try to play it inside. And then with our outside backs, Minnesota's outside backs out wide, their wings would kind of run behind them and the ball would be played into the space, not to the wingers, but into the space that they could run onto forcing the outside back to make a turn before they could get to their sprint. Um, so we have to keep our middle tight to kind of avoid them coming into the middle and running at us, able to make those passes behind our lines. I think Harris will be able to keep his, I mean, he's just a smart player. So right. I think, I think he'll be able to kind of read a lot of what they're trying to do. We are going to be missing Bedoya a lot. Yeah, that's kind of huge. Kind of huge. I feel like he would just love to get in there and fight and battle. And yeah, and he's also a smart player that knows where to be mm-hmm. in those situations. It's almost like Craval might be a yeah we'll, player. Who we'll get to where, yeah, we, we'll, yeah. We'll, where we think we should uh, line up and everything. But yeah, I just watching that game. I was like last night watching the, kind of the intensity. Joseph's just like a nasty looking dude, right. and they've got a lot of guys in there that can be pretty intense. And just Bedoya, I feel but like yeah, this he is could, a game he'll, he'll be really up to that like, kind of fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think other guys should be too. But uh, I think one of the another things that on that on the Joseph point is in this Open Cup game when when Atlanta was running at Minnesota and it looked like it was going to turn into like a bloodbath. I feel like one of the moments that helped turn it around for Minnesota and gave them kind of like a little breath of life is when Iko Parra just leveled Joseph. And I feel like that, like not that like we have to just level Joseph. I I feel like that means that just showed that like. If we can body these guys up, then they're not invincible. We can hang with them. We just have to play that aggressive play style and and kind of just just disrupt Joseph Martinez and body him up and and just not let him like not try to be one on one, be one defending, hit him or get on him before he gets the ball. So, do you have a player on the Union who you think could? I've been thinking about that yet yeah, and body him up like so. Cause, and I was because it was I, I was based off of Ike Fire because he had. His, incredible game and again for minnesota despite the loss but and we don't obviously don't have a player like that he's one of the best players in the league but i feel like colin could be that guy mm-hmm. i don't think elliot has that kind of physical stature to to play that that way i feel like trusty could also play that style mm-hmm. but maybe i feel like colin's kind of the guy mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and I, just because he has the experience and, and obviously he's the strength but just his his uh yeah just his experience knows how he would know how to do that without getting in too much trouble right right and he's he's kind of the same guy i was thinking might be able to step up to that position fear would be he's just not as fast and yeah. watching atlanta play they just play so fast it's right. just like run and gun offense they're that, coming at you yeah and that's why i was thinking maybe maybe McKenzie would be a great mm-hmm. option too because he's able I feel like in, in this past DC game he was able to cut off a lot of DC's counterattacking because with his speed with his positioning and able to just get to the ball get to the the man on the ball at, uh quicker than than we or than we or then as quick or as quickly quick enough to you know stop the play right right but um 
So, yeah. so maybe he could be an option. I don't know. Yeah, a place where Atlanta might be vulnerable was on set pieces. There were a couple set pieces that were sent in, and Minnesota was able to get heads on. Guzan looked a little questionable coming off of his line. For sure. Uh, we've got some guys who could potentially be good at set pieces on a night, but we haven't exactly been great yeah. on the ni- on the season on set yeah. pieces. And the, and the ways we have been have been off of, like, shots. Yeah, and not, not like headers, headers and yeah. flicks on. Um, but also maybe a quick throw in something down the line real quick right. where we can kind of catch them off guard. Cause I kind of noticed like they kind of turn off a little bit when there's a foul that might not go their way or a throw in that doesn't go their way. They, they were turning off just for a second, just enough where I could see someone maybe like El Sino receiving a ball, getting into the box and playing a quick crossover to Shabilko or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we need the first goal. Yeah. We need, and that's been yeah, key that. for us in the, our whole season when we had like getting the first goal as given our team life and not getting the first goal has created a lot of frustration. But I think I think it's more important to um, not give up the first goal. Mm-hmm. I think being it maybe being in that battle and being just being at home might be able to ride it out a little bit better. But I think if Atlanta gets that first goal, it could it could turn for the worst quickly. But if we just stay aggressive and go for the first goal ourselves, then that's that's, and that and that's just the way to, the way to do it. And that's there's really no other way. Yeah, I think that'll be a big impact on the crowd. Also, exactly. I think yeah, if, yeah. if, if we they get the get crowd the f- behind the union, then that's yeah. that's that's huge. If they get the first goal, I'm nervous to be in that stadium. Yeah. I'm nervous that the crowd's gonna quickly kind of get deflated and just kind of feel like like this. Yeah, I don't know because we're de- we're obviously the underdog, but. It, Atlanta is just incredible. It's so so good. It's they're such a scary team. Um, so some of the the big battles on the field are gonna be the the Wagner Gressel on the on the on our left side. Um, yeah, two what, wing two wing backs going at yeah. it. Gressel, former Rookie of the Year. Yeah, both and, German. And this is another one where I, th- I felt like on the other side of the field, Bedoya would have been great to cover for help. With Ray on to, to uh, cut off Merrim and uh, on and Pity on the on the other side, uh, but and and then just whoever we put in, in header back against Joseph Martinez because that's gonna be you just can't let him receive yeah, the ball. Yeah, he's he's just he's a machine. He he scores anything that's that he's given, and it's yeah, that's that's gonna be scary. And then and then whoever um, whoever we have facing it's Miles Robinson. Uh, he's he had an incredible game last night, uh, and it seems to have a great season. Super he's, fast, he's a, strong. Yeah. He got a call for the U.S. national team. Like he's having. Yeah, a when do they get called year. in? <laughs> not, not 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 soon enough. Not soon enough. He doesn't yeah. want to go early. You know, pick out his locker. <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah. So we need a striker who can escape his speed. Someone who can find spaces. Who can I, maybe a second striker who can tie him up to allow a second striker to have some freedom. Yeah, I, I feel like we can't play too directly against, especially against him and, and LGP. Like, we, we're we not going to be yeah. able to get past them 1v1 and, and like, a, a direct through ball or whatever. They're they're too good. We're going to need to be creative. Yeah, I think I think one thing that we that we do do well is is a lot of, like, the passing around the, you know, side-to-side passing around the box and then finding the... The quick slip ins to like the to the to the touchline and then and and back into the into like the six area where we can finish it off. We've we've scored so many goals like that that I think is something that maybe uh, Atlanta could be vulnerable of 
with their kind of swarming defense, if we, if we swing it around enough, we can kind of shift them around and, and find those, those openings. Um, but it's, it's, it's just going to be tough because that defense is really good, especially the center backs. Um, I feel like Pogba, if he plays, he, he would definitely be a weakness. Mm-hmm. He was definitely a weakness against Minnesota, and I feel like they said he had an injury he was, he was dealing with. Um, so I feel like maybe he might not even play against us. It might be a factor, but he's definitely a, a weakness in that defense that we could maybe to try to exploit. Yeah, they have a guy behind him who's pretty good. I forget what his name is, but they were talking Eduardo or something. Oh, they, uh, Escobar? Escobar, yeah. Yeah, he's subbed in at the end of that game. Yeah, he's supposed to be pretty solid. Yeah, uh, but that's, that's still... These guys aren't as good as you know the center backs. They definitely guys to to go after to go after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what 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 formation do you think is going to be most successful for the union? And you got your hand on your head. Yeah, you're, you're clearly. <laughs> I, I've been going back and on. forth with this because I feel like going with the four four two and clogging up the middle of the field could be a, pretty effective because they have so many uh, playmakers. But I just feel like. Um, Based off of this last game, how well we played in the four three one, and trying to like like we said, get those wing backs kind of pinned back. I feel like a four two three one it might be the best way to go, and because I don't think we're gonna be able to counter too much against that defense with the four four two. I just I feel like maybe um, a four two three one might be a better bet. Yeah, and I kind of feel like. Anytime I feel nervous going into a game, I always think we're going to go four two three one. I I I always feel like Jim feels comfortable in that, and that's kind of like our safer, a little, a little bit of a safer, a couple more guys back deeper in our mm-hmm. lines, and so I always feel like that's the safer formation. But at the same time, I almost feel like we're we're going to go four four two and just come and attack and show we're not afraid. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't go terribly. Hopefully, we can <coughs> show some guts and you know, fight these battles, win these battles in the midfield, and then two strikers can pop up and get a goal. Right. But I, I, I do think, I, I know we see, like, the 4 for 2 as a more aggressive formation, but I do think we, I, like, this DC game, we played a 4 to 3 one and we were on the front foot the whole first half and, you know, most of the game. So I think it's not impossible to, to be aggressive in the 4 to 3 one It's just a more, maybe more possess, possession-oriented game. And maybe a little less of a pressing game, uh, so I, I don't know. I it's so, it's it's gonna be a really tough call. The, the, mainly the the Bedoya absence is is really just throwing a wrench in the whole thing. I know. Yeah. I uh, so not to get back into it, but I hate yellow card accumulation. It is such a stupid rule in my mind. Most stupid in big tournaments in the World Cup. If you get a yellow in your first game, and then yellow in your third game. Now you have to miss the let's, let's stick with the. Oh, I'm MLS just saying season. you gotta stick with your. You gotta miss your team's first knockout game. Yeah, yeah. Coming to MLS, so we've played what 28 games and Bedoya's received six yellows. I think one was like, he, like it's supposed to be after five, but he got an extension or something, right? Wasn't it something like that? I don't know. I don't know. Let's say he gets five five yellows in 28 games. So a yellow in over like one yellow every five games, more than five games. Like that's that's not worth. Leave or getting having having to sit out a game. Yeah, to sit out a game. I was thinking. That. I was thinking a rule to that might that you might like more than this. Okay, for, for the yellow card exclamation type type deal. Mm-hmm. Like three straight games with a yellow. That would to, that to, would that make that sense would, to give you a penalty. I feel like that would be more logical because that's because that's a pattern of aggressive play. Yeah, not a a whole season of probably professional fouls that that are obvious yellows, but isn't 
a, an overly aggressive player trying trying to injure other players or whatever. Right. Our guy John Christoffi hung out with him at the Union game too. Shout out. Um, he suggested, what about something where like after ten games the yellow goes away? So in the similar aspect as yours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's all gotta be kind of like recent. Recent. Yeah. And yeah. that that makes sense. That w- I I would get behind that. But five and twenty-eight games, and now he has to miss the biggest game of the year. Like, give me yeah, a break, MLS. Send me yeah. a letter. Explain yourselves. Give us the, the, I don't the like time it. treatment and let him sled. Right, right. This is a one versus two matchup. If it yeah. was Slotten against LA at this point, you would definitely let him play. So, yeah. aye. Um, anyway, so okay. strikers. Strik- you're gonna strike. You're gonna start one striker. You're starting Casper. Nah, no, just kidding. Of course, of yeah. Course. yeah. I think, of course, yeah, yeah. And I think he, his ability to sh- pull defenders out like he did in DC could be. Uh, I don't know. If, I feel like Atlanta might be a little more disciplined to not to not allow that. But if he's able to like shift them around a, a bit, he can. That could be a create a lot of danger for for us. Okay, a lot of attack. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree. So four two three one. What what midfielders are you starting? So I would put. I, if I was to start two strikers, sorry, because I might do two. I might do two. I would go Fafa. I would go Fafa with him, mm-hmm. thinking that he can pull defenders. And Fafa, Fafa plays well against Atlanta. Scored a goal when we only had nine guys. Yeah, last year. Um, I feel like Fafa might be able to sneak behind someone. I mean, he's he's a crafty little runner, and, and obviously a guy who wants to prove himself. Oh yeah. As soon as Wooten came onto the team, yeah. Fafa. Scored a couple and kind of was showing how hard he was working. I think. Um, so I'll go. I'll set up a four four two. You okay. set up a four okay. two three okay. one. Okay, yeah. All right. So you you've got Casper as your one. Right. Who are your three midfielders? So I'll behind. go uh, left to right. Montero, Fabian, Aronson. Okay. And I think Montero would be pretty key on that left side because he could help uh, cover Gressel, mm-hmm. but then also. He can get up the field a lot because he'll be a, a kind of that that you know kind of winger type role. He can be get be be also a part of the the, the attack. But I think he'll be able to like cover that left wing back, or I guess it'd be their right wing back back uh, player. So I think that's a that'd be a, he'd be a good spot there. Then Fabian like in the center, just you know trying to take some shots and and create some offense. And then Aronson can just run around the field and and uh, you know help. Help defensively a little bit, but also be more of an, an offensive uh, option. Mm-hmm. I like that you got some speed, some quickness, some veteranness. Yeah. Um. So I'll go four four two. My two strikers, Casper and Fafa. And again, I'd I'd go the same. Gosh. I might I might put Crow. So at first I was kind of thinking I like the idea of having Aronson, Montero, and Fafa as like three. If I was doing a four two three one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Casper up top with those three. What did I say? Montero, Aronson, and Fafa. Montero in the middle. Just thinking, like, they would be so pestery, so fast. They'd be this all over Atlanta. But then I don't know how well the defense would be covered. Um, Fafa does a pretty good job. I mean, oh, I guess all of them kind of cover well. Yeah. So maybe maybe I could talk myself into that. with, But then I'd keep Harris and Craval behind them. Mm-hmm. So a little more cover behind. Uh, so I think I'm talking myself into that. But if I'm going four four two, I, I think I have to go Fabian just for the experience. Montero, again, Aronson. So with the same midfielders as you with right. Harris. I just I just get nervous leaving Harris on his own 
without a Bedoya on the right. So maybe right. I'd go Craval over Aronson. Yeah, that's so like if so in my four two three one I'd put Craval on the um on the right side of of Harris. So Harris on the left and the and the two like double pivot type thing. Mm-hmm. And so then Craval could be kind of cover the other side of the the wing back uh, wing backs of Atlanta to help and also help Ray but also be there in the central to, to kind of help Harris in the midfield. So he's really just like a defensive player in, the, in that, that situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then going back further. Yeah. Backs. Uh, so I, I think I, I talked myself into Colin and then um, Elliot Wagner and Gaddis. Okay. So Colin and Elliot as your centers. Yeah. I would go, I think I would go, I'll go Colin McKenzie. No, no Elliot. No Elliot. I think Ooh, I'm dropping boy, Elliot for a insane. game. Is it insane? Yeah, he's, it the might, best, he's been our best. It might defender. be. I, th- I well, maybe actually I'll go McKenzie and McKenzie and Elliot. Okay, I I'll think that's a little more, a little more logical yeah. to pick for you. I yeah, I I can be illogical. You're a lot dumb. Going on right You're now. a dumb person. Um, I'm gonna go with Blake and Goal. You can't pick him. Who do you want? Oh, God. So this is Cornell episode. Can I can I call him yeah, back? Yeah, yeah, let's get Cornell. Um, all right. So Blake Blake might need to have a game that's better than he's going to need to have usual uh, for this season. Yeah, he, this this needs to be the the Blake he's step big. up game where you know he saves clean us. aggressive off his line. I think last night the Minnesota Minnesota keeper let a soft one in that Blake normally would stop. Uh-huh. And then their second goal, it was a ball. Uh, it, it felt like a union goal. Marum beat the outside right back, which is Ray for us, and then played a ball into the middle to an open. Right. Uh, I think it was Pity, and it looked like they just weren't covering him. The midfielders weren't covering, and the center backs didn't step up to him. And it yeah. looked just very union. Gap, yeah. I was like, oh, crap! They just scored. How they were going to score against the union if they do it? Yeah. So, give me a prediction. Let's hear it. Be bold. Oh boy, sorry. So I'm, uh, obviously, we we can't pick. Losses. That's not. That's, that's not, not allowed that's on, not the, on the DB Brothers podcast. Brothers it's not going to do it. It's on our contract. Um. So I'm going to say it's a three-two win. A three-two win. Wow, that's a shootout. And we're going to eke it out. Yeah. You. Uh, what do you got? I'm going to go. I'm going to go pretty conservative. Okay. All right. So you said three-two. I'm going to go one nothing. I was. That's. I was thinking about that, but I was like, that's. Too, that's too much. That would be a. I think that'd be more nerve nerve wracking than a, a three two game. I th- yeah, I think it's just gonna be. Yeah, I think we're gonna be. Uh, oh, someone says squeaky bums. We're gonna really, we're gonna be real on the edge of our seats. I already am. I already yeah, am. Yeah, it's gonna be so tight. Gosh, I think it's just gonna be a real gritty performance. I think we're gonna leave this game thinking, holy smokes, we went toe to toe with them. We kept them out of the net, and then we found a way to score. Almost like the Minnesota game when we played them away, and it was just like. And all that one, we won 3-2, so that's your scoreline. But where the whole time it was just like they were attacking, attacking, attacking us, and somehow we were able to keep them out just enough to hold on for the last second or last-minute win. I think it's going to be – it might not be a last-minute goal. It might even be an early goal, but then we just the hold worst. on. It, an early goal and then holding on. And then holding oh, on all insane. game. Oh, but can you God. imagine? It'd be sa- – oh, It that would, would turn get, around be, everyone's thoughts about the union. They'd be like, wow, this team didn't cough it up. They held on to a one nothing loss against the second one nothing win. Oh, they held on to a one nothing <laughs> win against one of the top offensives in the league right now. Yeah, that, and that stadium atmosphere for a game like that. Oh boy, 
Yeah, that would be wild. that would be quite the statement. Yeah, that like to go back to the Open Cup towards the end of that, like Atlanta was like going wild for every clearance. Like I feel like that's something that like this we, game mm-hmm. would happen. Like once you get that lead, just get it out and oh boy, it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be an incredible game. And Atlanta in the second half, they didn't get men, as many chances in the first. They they right, may they have gotten a little tired. They've been playing a lot of games. Yeah. They've had a couple championship games this in the past month that they've won at home. So they've they've got a lot of minutes on their players' legs right yeah. now. So and, and and a lot of like I think that's a, there's there's a bit of like mental or emotional toll after a final, even mm-hmm. though they won. I know that's that's a positive, but it, it takes a lot out of you, I'm sure. So we don't know, but we're probably it probably does. I mean. I, I feel like even we, we've lost finals. Like, uh, oh, we cup. sure have. Uh, no, I mean, like, even like, the, actually, I feel like last year we like came back and won the next game. But I, f- it is definitely like a, a lot to come back from. Yeah, midweek yeah. game like that. That's, man. So, All right. So, so, a couple so. of wins we were predicting. Uh, I'll put us back in first place that on fifty-one points. Nice six-point swing. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta will still have a game in hand. Yeah, but NYC will still have about what. 16 games in hand yeah something like that they're gonna start their season soon <laughs> um so one of the our, our biggest uh our biggest problems of this weekend is that uh oh yeah we need you we need our listeners so, yeah help. we need we need you guys so this as much as we've been excited and hyping up this game we have a family beach weekend down at bethany beach yeah all right, Labor Day weekend, we're all gonna, our whole family is gonna be at the at the beach. Mom, dad, sister, Luke's girlfriend, my wife, my son, my, your cat, my cat will be there. Andre will be there. But Keegan will be there. AJ and I might. We need your help to get us out of it. Yeah, we for need, just we need the you night. to help us create an excuse to get up to Chester for Saturday night. Current current thoughts are we're gonna make a beer run into to Chester. To Chester, just. And we won't be back until maybe midnight or whatever. Traffic. Yeah. Um, Bethany Beach traffic gets, gets swept. Uh, yeah, we don't really have many other thoughts, though. Yeah, so we need you guys to help us create an excuse to get us out of this family uh, weekend for just for Saturday night. We're not going to bail on our family the whole... Yeah, no, just be a matter of like hours. Hours. Five, our, six hours. Our family goes to bed. At by like nine, so you oh, know yeah. it, 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 it. It's only a matter of a, a few hours, but we we need a, we need some uh, some help to bail us out. So it, if you guys have any excuses that to uh, that we we might be able to use, uh, let us know. We, we we'll need some su- suggestions. So hit us up. Yeah, um, Luke, you want to give a shout out? To oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows uh, Sean Brace had started his um his new show, the the Fox Sports uh, the Gambler. He has his show. Uh, the daily ticket and I listened to I j- even though we're in Virginia I, I got I listened to it through like the iHeart radio app but uh he interviewed Curtin uh on uh his first show Monday Monday on uh, Monday um and it was awesome it was like uh, I feel like it wasn't a typical like soccer interview on national uh you know radio or whatever like a non-soccer show radio because it was like Sean Brace knew his stuff. He was able to talk to Karen about DC, hype up Atlanta, and like not just talk about like MLS and Philadelphia Union. What's this team about? Like all that kind of stuff. They were able to like, you know, talk about soccer in a more 
more deep way. And, and it just, it was really cool to hear and, and maybe really like extra excited for Atlanta and, and excited for, for Philly to, to have this new show. And, uh, it was really cool. So just a uh, shout to them. It was, it was, uh, it was fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's all we got tonight. Uh, it's been a, it's been a little bit of an emotional one before we even had the game. I know. Oh, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine what our next episode is going to be like. After whatever this game is going to bring, <laughs> I hope it's, it's going to be. I hope it's going to be good. something. Yeah. So get out there to Talon. Give us an excuse to get out to Talon. Yeah. I, it, yeah. I. It's going to be so hard to not be up there, but we we hope we hope. Yeah. We'll, we'll make a big announcement if we get to go out. Yeah. Um, we'll be live streaming the whole car ride up. <laughs> we'll be we'll be excited, dancing, singing. Yeah. But thanks it's, for listening, everyone. Yeah. And. Yeah, just get out to Talon, get to this game. It's going to be an incredible game. It's let us hear you on the, the TV. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's, it's going to be huge. We can't express that enough. We're so excited. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Um, tell your friends about us. Let's build up our listenership. We're doing pretty well. We appreciate all you guys. Yeah, uh, it's been a fun season uh, doing all this, and yeah. Keep uh maybe uh, get some get some reviews going. Oh yeah, get some. Forget, forget yeah. about that. Yeah, I think we have a, a couple. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a a list of people who are going to try to invite on the show in the off season. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So if you, if you're an avid listener and you want to get on the show in the off season, yeah, right. definitely definitely hit us up with a topic. Um, and we so can we yeah, we'll do all thing. things. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Love you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Yeah.